This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Hi, I'm Dan Primat, and welcome to Axios Recap, where we dig into one big story. Today is Tuesday, June 1st. Oil prices are up, French Open ratings may go down without Naomi Osaka, and we're focused on employer vaccination requirements. On Friday, the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission announced that U.S. employers will be allowed to require that workers get coronavirus vaccines. It's a landmark decision, and one that's certain to be controversial given that 37% of the U.S. adult population has yet to get jabbed. A few things to know. First, the new EEOC guidance only relates to employees who are physically entering a workplace. Two, EEOC said that employers are allowed to offer incentives, including cash incentives, to persuade their workers to get vaccinated. But it can't do anything, quote-unquote, coercive if administering the vaccines themselves. Three, employers are supposed to keep vaccination information and other medical information confidential. The bottom line is that the EEOC's rules are very welcome news to American business, which is kind of in making it up as it goes along. But they're almost also certain to spark lawsuits from existing employees who can't or don't want to get vaccinated or from potential employees who believe they're being discriminated against because of a medical choice or accessibility. So today we want to go deeper with Carol Miaskoff from the EEOC Office of Legal Counsel to better understand why the new guidance was issued and what it really means for all of us. That conversation in 15 seconds. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. We're joined now by Carol Miaskoff, acting legal counsel of the EEOC. Carol, why did EEOC feel compelled to issue this new guidance now? Right. Um, certainly with the emphasis on vaccinations, as much of the population as possible getting vaccinated to protect the safety of all of us in the community, there was an emphasis on both clarifying the EEO standards that apply generally to vaccinations and also to providing some kind of basic guidance about incentives that employers can provide. Did EOC have concern that some employers were already starting to act in ways that maybe your organization thought they shouldn't be? We didn't have any basis to come to that specific conclusion about any specific employer. However, we knew that there was a general conversation around incentives. And obviously, we knew the status of the law in that department. So we felt that it was incumbent on us to provide whatever guidance we could. One of the things in the document released Friday was that employers cannot do anything, quote unquote, coercive, uh, particularly if they're administering the vaccines themselves. But there's no examples of coercive. So what does that actually mean? 
Okay. Well, first of all, let me back up and give you the context here. The issue of being coercive or not coercive only applies when the employer itself is administering the vaccine to its employees, so the employer or its agents. That limitation, restriction, is not anything employers need to be concerned about if they're giving an incentive for people to voluntarily confirm or bring in any kind of documentation that they were vaccinated in the community. And a lot of the programs now involve community-based vaccination. So I first want to be clear that limitation is not across the board. I think that's been a common misunderstanding, perhaps, that any incentive an employer gives is, is limited. That's not the case. And the reason for that is that the Americans with Disabilities Act is all about stopping employers from discriminating on the basis of disability. And therefore, it's about sort of titrating carefully when employers can get disability-related or medical information about their employees. And that would only happen in an instance where the employer or its agent is administering the vaccine to their employees. Now, the vaccine itself, vaccinating, putting a jab in the arm, is not in itself a medical exam. You know, you're not learning anything about what's going on in the body. But the pre-vaccine questions that anyone who's administering it must ask, those are disability-related, and that's what triggers uh, the ADA restrictions. From a practical perspective, if I am an on-premise employee at a place that is going to require vaccinations, the company says, you know, have you gotten one? No. Uh, we'll administer one. I don't want to get one. Why not? Is it the why not they can't ask? Because if, if there are supposed to be HIPAA or ADA-related privacy requirements here. Well, there are ADA-related privacy requirements. And um, one of the things we do in our guidance is encourage employers to be prepared to get such requests from employees if they mandate vaccination. So, you know, we make a distinction between mandating and voluntary. But if they mandate we will tell employers, be ready to get requests uh, from people who, because of an underlying disability, have decided not to take the vaccine. And be, be ready for those requests. Treat them like normal requests for reasonable accommodation under the ADA. Engage in the interactive process. You can ask for medical information. Everything has to be kept confidential. And then you look at alternative accommodations. Is there also a religious exemption? There is. And under Title VII of the Civil Rights Act, which uh, prohibits employment discrimination based on religion, employees can ask for an accommodation of their sincerely held religious beliefs, practices, or observances. And that could involve, say, if the employer is mandating a particular vaccine that someone for religious reasons does not want to take, they can ask for a religious accommodation to be accepted from that. The flip side of this, of course, is employees who want to get vaccinated but maybe haven't been able to yet. There have obviously been stories and, and studies on uh, inequitable distribution of the vaccine. What does EEOC say for employees who want to get a vaccine but haven't been able to, but they need it to work at their job? Right. We urge employers to, to just to be aware of those issues when they impose vaccine requirements or voluntary standards and to, to be aware of it, 
to try to assist employees. It's really not our role. We're not OSHA. We're not CDC. So we can't tell employers to assist employees. But one of the reasons we put out this guidance was we thought, okay, if we can make the lay of the land a little clearer to employers, then they may feel uh, more free to provide vaccines to people who need them. Carol, as I'm sure you're aware, certain states have already begun to pass laws against employers requiring vaccinations. So do you expect that your guidance is the law of the land or does that get superseded at the state level? All our guidance is, is says how the federal equal employment opportunity laws, the federal civil rights laws around employment, what they say about vaccination. We realize that employers are subject to many other laws at the federal level as well as the state and local level. And therefore, we understand that some employers are going to have other laws that they need to address. If I'm an employer in a state that has ruled that I cannot require it, but I want to require it, and I'm reading this EEOC guideline, what happens if I require it? The EEO laws don't expressly say that as a matter of civil rights, an employer must make a vaccine available, for example. They're agnostic about that. What we're saying is that the EEO laws are essentially at a core silent about this issue. But if you do decide separately to mandate it, be aware of the accommodation issues and some other issues. So from that perspective, we're basically saying the employer has their own choice to make if they want to mandate or make a voluntary or say nothing. And therefore, the state law would come into play there. Do you expect that there are going to be a flurry of lawsuits about this issue, particularly from employees who don't want to get vaccinated? Um, I think there already are some lawsuits from employees who don't want to get vaccinated. So, yes. Over 30 percent of American adults have not yet been vaccinated Mm -hmm. and, and vaccines are pretty widely available at this point. Right. Do you have any sense of where employers are heading in terms of how many do plan to require vaccination? I've read probably the same articles in the press that you've read. And what I've been reading is that given the complexities, the legal complexities around mandating vaccines, that more employers than not are choosing to encourage but leave it voluntary. So they encourage it. They can provide information, et cetera, but not technically require it. Carol, final question for you. Looking forward, the guidance you released on Friday was an update to original guidance EEOC had released in December before vaccines were widely available. Should we expect there is going to be further, further guidance on this issue coming from your organization? We certainly are going to keep up on COVID-related issues and uh, looking forward long term would think that there would be more technical assistance, which is what this is, coming your way. So that's what I can say at this point. Carol Miaskoff of the EEOC, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Welcome back. What we're watching today is the weekend box office because it came back with a vengeance as indoor mask mandates and social distancing requirements fell away. Overall, Americans bought $79 million worth of movie tickets last weekend which was the biggest take since early March 2020. Now, that was led by the film A Quiet Place Part 2, which had been the first major movie to delay its theatrical opening because of the pandemic. 
Now, to be clear, this wasn't anywhere close to a Memorial Day weekend record, but it does reflect both physical reopening and people's willingness to take advantage of it. And finally today, one more COVID-19 note. Moderna has applied to the FDA to have its vaccine get full approval, as opposed to the emergency use authorization it currently has. Pfizer made a similar request last week. And we're done. Big thanks for listening. And to my producers, Naomi Shaven and Alex Sugiara. Please be sure to leave us a review. And if you're not already subscribed to or following the podcast, do so. Have a great national pen pal day. And we'll be back tomorrow with another Axios Recap.